Hello, and welcome to another episode of Watch You Say, where we are two moms here to encourage, empower, and inspire with love and laughter. I'm Amber. And I'm Melanie. Hey, Mel, how you doing? I'm good, I guess. I'm, I'm grateful to be in the land of the living. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeedy. Thank you, Jesus. Oh, my goodness. What a world. What a world. What a world. Oh, goodness. <laughs> oh, my goodness. There is a lot going on. And, you know, I've, I've talked to a lot of people um, just in general since this whole um, RVWO, Roe versus Wade, overturned. Um, you know, and I, I mean, with everything that's been ongoing, we've had so much happening within the past two years. Seems like two decades. <laughs> um, and, you know, this I, I keep getting the same, you know, this world is it's just it's just in a we're in a bad, bad place. We're in a bad place. You know, it's just not good. I was like, look, I just feel like he's coming soon. He's coming soon. So, um, you know, it's 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 really sad you know, where we are that, I, I mean, I really can't believe that I'm seeing this in my lifetime. It's, it's, it's very surreal. I mean, it's actually, it's very cinematic. I will say that. <laughs> We've seen a lot of this on motion, motion picture. Um, and, you know, it, it really is sad where we are and how things have become not what they're supposed to be as in this particular instance you're talking about what you're doing with your body and it's become political and it's it's just everything a lot even from these you know the this whole um pandemic it's it's become political everything has and it's just you know you sit back and look at all of this and it's like wait a minute i mean are we in this for the right for just humanity or is this for, is this a power trip, you know? So you that's why people look at things the way that they do a lot of times. It's like, wait a minute, are they doing this for greed or are they really help people, you know? So it, it's very interesting. And, and it's, the thing is that you look at certain situations like, you know, abortion rights and, and, and being anti-abortion. And, you know, if if you're a Christian, you should be anti-abortion. And, you know, if you're thinking that abortion rights are, are, are good, then you're really, you really don't love the Lord. And, you know, I'm like, okay, first of all, let's look at this, the real situation of it. And no, I agree that a child's life should be taken. Now, in the instance of if there is a, a, a fetus growing inside, but it could potentially kill the mother, then there are, there's, there's a, a reason to say, okay, well, we may need to do something about this, okay? Because if we look at it, nine times out of 10, the mother can become pregnant again. Okay. I mean, let's, 
the reason why there are miscarriages are there are many reasons, but a lot of them is that because the way that the 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 female body is and the body in general is that it starts it's a cell, okay? And we do have cells in our bodies that go against not and I won't let me say not go against, but are there to protect us from invaders. Okay. And sometimes really the body is supposed in a woman's body, it's supposed to say, look, okay, this is pregnancy. This is a, a cell that is supposed to be growing into a huge, growing into a, a, a um, just growing into a, a, another person. And we are not supposed to attack the cell. Okay? There are instances where, you know, sometimes it gets mixed up and they do, it, it is attacked. And, you may have a miscarriage because of that. And I'm just saying this is on some instances. Um, but, you know, then what happens? It's, it's, that is called, it's what people call self-aborting, you know, in a sense. But it's not because, oh, this is what we wanted to do. Now, I will say this, abortion, not for, um, what is it called? Uh, uh, I can't even think of the word now. And <laughs> not for birth control. That that's just no. That's insane. Um, but you know, I mean, here we are. We have old fogies making men making the decisions for another human being. You know, if if then that's the other thing. If you make the decision, just just as God has made gave given us the right to decide whether to follow Him or not, is our decision. You know, same here. It is a decision. Do I like chocolate ice cream or do I like vanilla ice cream? No, I don't like chocolate, so I'm not going to have chocolate ice cream. That is a decision. Is is it a good or bad decision? Depending on what it is. <laughs> you know, um, if you're going to do that, I mean, we know that the Bible says, thou shall not kill. Okay, you made a decision. You made a choice to do that. You have to deal with the repercussions and the consequences. Again, I think that should be left up to God, the true judge, not SCOTUS. <laughs> you know, I mean, that's what it is. Um, and again, I'm not advocating it. I'm not saying that I don't believe that it is right for you to use abortion as a form of birth control. No, not at all. But again, here we are. And again, I believe that it is about male domination. And I'm going to use it like that. <laughs> uh, I like you. I agree. Um, it is not. I'm not in support of abortions. But to every rule, there's always exceptions. And we see that these men who primarily men, because they make up the majority of our government system here in the U.S. are making decisions about women's choice, which this overturning eradicated. And here is a bigger issue because you have men making this decision of which is of a moral decision and a right of choice in which, as you shared earlier, God even gives us a right of choice. 
and they want this is this is a huge impact on society and women their voices are our voices as women basically are being silenced and in many situations as it pertains to the exceptions to the rule we're almost going back into the dark ages as it pertains to this particular issue. Now, the basis of Roe versus Wade is about reproductive rights. And as I see this and look at what our supposed constitution of which these persons in these places of power stand behind upholding it, they take a choice issue and they turn it into a moral issue and then they've taken it from the moral issue and saying well remember um, the constitution has a built into its fabric that there's a separation of church and state so there's a whole lot wrapped up in this whole problem and when we look at the 14th amendment of which the Supreme Court interpreted as giving the women bodily autonomy. Now we have privacy and liberty that they're supposed to have according to this amendment in terms of making decisions about their own bodies that has now been taken away. Now these justices have taken that whole portion and said, well, you know, we just go now let each state make its determination. Well, you know, the, the 14th amendment in section one talks about that, that no state shall make or enforce any law which abridges the privileges or the immunities of the citizens of the United States. And nor shall any state deprive any person of life, liberty, or property without a due process of law or deny to any person within its jurisdiction equal protection of the law. Now, that being said, when, you, when they've decided that they wanted this ruling overturned and then they want to throw it back on the states... Now it's like you're throwing it back at the states and then they want to mandate a statewide, uh, not a statewide, but you know, that all the states need to go under the whole umbrella of this law impacting them. So at this point, because of it being overturned, you have, you're going to have people trying to cross state lines, um, seeking resolutions to their right of choice. Um, so we have, you know, again, this ruling anywhere between, depending upon who you're listening to, 54 to 59% of Americans actually have disapproved of this decision of which of that percentage, two thirds of those are women, of course. But let's kind of look at some statistics about this whole thing as it pertains to abortion. Well, before you go into that, I just want to um, just say this. 
Roe v. Wade, okay, it was granted in 1973. Now, it all stemmed from a woman named uh, Norma McCorvey, right, a.k.a. Jane Roe. She actually, you know, was a woman who she had run-ins with the law. She had drug drug addiction, alcohol addiction. Um, she got married at 16. She had been, she had been uh, sexually assaulted by a family member. She was assaulted by her husband. Um, she had two children. Now, prior to that, well, not prior to that, I'm sorry. Then on her third pregnancy, she actually... Um, <laughs> she she told her friends and her friends said this is what you do since you're in Texas tell them that you were raped by a group of black men and then you can get it again an abortion legally because in Texas you weren't doing it. and the only means to do that was if you were raped but you were you were legally able to get an abortion but because of lack of evidence you know um that scheme didn't pan out for her <laughs> It's very interesting how we get race in, involved in all of these situations. <laughs> well, not only that, but um, see how it's a thing of picking and choosing. Right. You know. Yeah, because Go again, ahead. it again, the whole thing with rape being legal, if you're raped, you can legally get an abortion, but now they don't even want to deal with that anymore. Um, so, you know, the doctors, of course, suggested adoption and, you know, and she was then referred to attorneys regarding, um, uh, you know, being able to just get an abortion legally without any, you know, any type of of reason. So that's where that came into play. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, all of this is is uh, again, it's about power. You know, and it's it's really sad how, of course, this started. And just just if you go back and read the the um, what what happened and why it happened, how it happened with Roe v. Wade, um, it's very interesting. It is very interesting. But but go ahead, Mel. But it also, to your point, it all, the basis of the whole thing is about power and taking the power out of hands. You know, it, and I'm going to get to that whole bottom line, too, with regards to the power portion of it, as well as, uh, well, I'll get to that later. <laughs> um, interesting statistics about abortions in this country. And this was information shared by uh, the professor at an NUI. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Uh, New York law school and um, the statistics uh, had here are about women that actually tend to have abortions are women that already have children mm -hmm. then you know I mean again we have different reasons why you know, we have different situations as to why these decisions are making, but at the bottom line, these choices are now being eradicated. Teenagers apparently or statistically make up only 9% of the abortion statistics in this country. One in four women or 25% of the women 
in this country have had one abortion by age 45. 91% occur before 13 weeks. Um, and then that was the whole argument about when is it safe as far as the woman, you know, that was another argument. When is it safe? Like, when is the point of expiration when you can't have an abortion because your life is in the balance? Um, and that was, that used to be as late, depending upon the state, here we go again, taking this whole issue of women's reproductive rights back and throwing it at the state. Um, 20 as long as up to 23 weeks. I'm sorry. 52% of the females of childbearing age now face new bans and restrictions. And the highest rates occur among female whose income is below the federal poverty level. Um, so, you know, we have a whole lot of you know, restrictions, statistics, and then they don't give an analysis completely in terms of demographics, you know, across the board, because of course there's going to be higher in some demographics, the incidence of abortions. And we don't even, the consideration or even the potential expectation is not even considered. But the spotlight on is now on these justices because they're saying that they're trying to send this this decision, which they have overturned, and push it back to the state level. But yet they want to see a nationwide ban of abortions throughout. So again, you know, they're taking it from a higher court, trying to put it at a lower court but back to each and every state, but yet they want a national, uh, I'm sorry, national, a nationwide ban on abortions and never giving any consideration to the exceptions. And here's a question I raise. So where is the real moral fiber of America headed? Or where's the real moral fiber of man headed? at this point, because the exceptions of rape and incest, women become criminalized if they seek to have termination because of those reasons. So they're not even considering incidences of rape and incest uh, in terms of a possibility of why or whether it would be acceptable of, for a woman or a young girl to have an abortion. So now she becomes criminalized because now she's been, she's been victimized by an, occurrence, by a, a, an actual crime against her. And now she's, she's made to bring forth this life of which they don't consider the social economic and emotional trauma of having to bring forth a baby as a result of either of these cases. But and the, the, the other thing is that they're victimizing, you know, every, the, the women are the victims here, but the victims and 
the the aggressor in 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 a sense because you know you're being punished for doing this but the one that is actually doing because you can't get pregnant by yourself okay it does take but, sperm but, but but what i'm saying lot. no no wait a minute wait a minute they're not doing anything to these men they're not nothing is happening to them you get raped because there was there was something if if the person the, it happened the person was raped, has a child, and the rapist went to court to get the child. I want the child back. What? What? I, it, it's just unfathomable what is happening. You know, my thing is that <laughs> I was just watching um, Chelsea Handler give uh, hosting um, the opener to Jimmy Kimmel, and she, <laughs> she said, look, you know, if that's going to happen, then men, you know, these people, for me, I would say y'all just need to be castrated. Just become eunuchs. If that's what you want to do. But there's nothing happening to the men. Again, that was my point about the women being criminalized because of these acts against them. And, but think about it. For, for, as long as we can remember when women even had the courage to say anything, it's, it seems like, you know, well, why didn't you say something long before now? You know, it's just, there's no consideration to the whole trauma of women being in these positions because now they have to face a court who questions every portion of who they are as a female. Well, what were you wearing? What were you doing? Were you under the influence? I mean, there's there's such a ugly, ugly, um, pressurized light on who she is and how she carried herself that even to your point, when women come forth, these men walk away scot-free and, and some are given rights of well, that's my baby. Now, you assaulted her. She was an underage young woman. She's been forced to bring forth this life, and now you want it, and she's forced to go to court and face you once again. Again, these men are making these decisions, criminalizing women to for them to even attempt to make actions that are best suited for their situation. Their voices are silenced because the courts are saying, you don't have a right over your reproductive uh, uh, organs to bring forth light. That's not your decision anymore. But yet in this country, killing a baby, and I'm not saying that that's, that's right. An abortion is a crime, but that child can grow up and go to school and somebody with a gun can murder that child. But you're not doing anything about the guns. Right. Right. Exactly. Oh, wait. But wait. On top of that, you you know, and, and then we're going to get into, we're, you know, we don't have that much time because we can make this a whole 5,000 hours. But with, we were talking about race and how, you know, <laughs> Jane Roe was, she was saying that oh you know black a black a group of black men raped me but you know the whole thing is that Rep representative um congresswoman miller said that this was a historic victory for white life 
as they said, that, oh, she misread it. It was supposed to be right to life. Don't give me all that stupidness. What it is. It is what it is, is what she said, what it is. So the thing with that is that, and, and this is what I don't understand. The majority of white people that are dying, um, they're dying from overdoses. <laughs> And I know we have a lot of opioid overdose and that really didn't come into, oh, we need help. It didn't come into the limelight because they didn't really realize how many uh, white people were dying. Um, and more the there's the percentage of, of white people to non-white of having an abortions is greater um, and and so it really goes to the point where well this this is a race thing. This is this is a race thing as well too. You, but the problem is, is that again, like you said, those women who are having abortions already have children. You know, they already have children. But again, what you're doing is you don't want that. You want you want more people in the loop. And I understand well, that. Let's, let's just let's back up just a teeny weeny bit here. See, statistics have shown that the non-melanated uh, component of this country has diminished in numbers of having children. And that is really the basis of this, that it is, it, it is well, if we become the minority, we no longer have the power to make decisions in this country. And that's really where this is coming out of. Also, the fact that um, with this statement of Mary Miller, can I just back up a teeny weeny bit here? Yeah, we have people that want to defend it saying, oh, she misspoke. Well, that's her office saying and defending her saying that she misspoke, saying instead of saying, you know, that it was a victory uh, uh, in the Supreme Court uh, for white life. And that's why I go back to what the statistics are saying about the numbers of white births in this country on the decline. But she was supposedly to say right to life. But if you listen, if it was a misstatement, the word or the preposition to was never in her sentence. She never sure said, enough wasn't. She never said white to life. Then you could have said, oh, well, she misspoke the word white. She said white life. Boom, boom. Okay. Heard, listen to it several times to be clear that there but was wait, no but wait, but wait, but wait. But remember, she paused. Only, but also, she, I don't, one second. But but her office defends her, but she never at any time pause to re retract or revise what she was saying and and has yet to even say you know i misspoke none of that because see she's owning it this was a now save america rally for a former person that we will not even mention who was standing so, behind her yeah who, <laughs> who took a victory lap and all of that 
So it was clear that she was among people that she felt comfortable with saying this because she felt she was going to have, she, she knew she was going to have the support of them and rallying behind her. Yes, as they cheered on her comment, this is on the brinking age of the same thing that we have seen in this country and this whole reinvoking of white supremacy. That's all I'm going to say. Mm-hmm. Yes, indeed. And that's why, look, the exodus <laughs> is really going to be strong. But it's to the point is that this, this um, uh, election that we are in, these we really need to get out there and do what we need to do. And and the thing is, is that the, don't just be voting for people that, oh, okay, you see them on the billboards and all this kind of stuff and maybe the commercial. No, research them. The things that you have an issue with, are they on your team? Mm-hmm. Make sure they are. Because, and let me just say this too. You, yes, you do have different parties. But, and you may be associated with a party that, that stands for a lot of things, but there may be someone in a different party that really speaks on the issues that you want, okay? And I'm not saying that, you know, all, all Republicans are wrong. I'm not saying that all Democrats are right, you know? So what, what I'm saying is that choose that individual that speaks to you, you know, if they are on the same page as you and you have someone in your party that is for things that you're not and someone on another party that is for things that you are, who would you choose? Not just because it, you're th- the same party. I, I would never do that. No. Sometimes I think I would just want to be independent. <laughs> just, I don't know. But because it just it's but you know, what, and, and that's the crazy thing. We're, even if you look at it like the denominations of churches, Jesus never asked you to be a denomination. He just wants you to be a follower of Christ. Okay. Not, oh, I'm a Baptist. Oh, I'm a Catholic. Oh, I'm, a, you know, no, 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 no. But again, that's why I'm like, look, I'm non denominational because the thing is, is that there are things that I do that another denomination doesn't do. And I'm talking about lining up with the word of God. If I'm speaking in tongues, if you have the gift to speak in tongues, then do it. And then there are other denominations. Oh, we don't do that. That's that old thing. We don't do that. There are denominations that say, we only baptize in Jesus. Huh? Well, let me flip back in my word because it said Jesus baptizing the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. And his word says that It'll never change, but you trying to change it. No, no, no. That's what I'm not going to do. <laughs> I'm going to follow what he has said. Not what you want, what he has said. Well, to your point, let's understand something. If you're Baptist, Catholic, Presbyterian, Lutheran, whatever denomination you are, that's, again, by your choice. But guess what? In God's word, I never read anywhere where there were any denominations in heaven. Nope. Your degrees, ain't no, not no doctors, you sit over here, pastors, you over here. No, mm-mm. all of that's for naught. There's only one foundation that allows you access to the heavenly gates. 
And that is your choice, your choice. And that choice that you have is either to say, yes, I believe that he died on the cross and saved me from my sins. And I accept him as Lord and master into my life. That is your right of passage. And I will say to anyone, we all have the gift of eternal life. And the bottom line is right back at your choice. And your choice dictates where you will spend eternity. So please understand that trying to get into debates with people about their, their denominations, oh, ours is better because that, that doesn't amount to anything. That does not amount to anything. That doesn't give you any special privileges in heaven. Because he's going, because all, all will become before him. Except when the time of taking a knee, some are going to be taking a knee and taking an exit. And it certainly isn't to the heavenly gates. But again, it comes back to choice. The woman that was on there, oh, I don't believe in the Bible. Okay, you, you have openly made your declaration about your reservation and where your reservation gives you access. You know, mm. and, and the door is closed. <laughs> yeah, and the door is going to slam shut and the heat's going to turn up. Mm. But that's that's a whole nother thing. We have a lot of work to do in the hearts of man. And we simply have to pray for one another. That's the charge God tells us that we yeah. have to pray, pray ye one for another, not only those in authority, but those uh, our fellow man, because we can all be in a place, we could all be in that place of not being counted among the fold. But understand your choice can either give you a right place to life eternal. Or it can give you a, a place of eternal damnation and suffering. Amen. Yes, indeed. And I look, I, again, I know we could go on forever about this. But listen, we just wanted to give you some nuggets and um, something to chew on, you know, and think about. And, and, and do your research, too. Don't, don't just take what we have said as face value research it hey you know. and thank you so much for saying that it is so important and even uh just in reference to what you had said about election time okay can people can please get past this whole notion of well i only uh i only vote in the big election Mm -mm. Well, because and this okay. is that's the thing what people don't understand is that let me tell you something yeah the president is fine and everything but let me tell you he don't make up all the stuff it's the that's folks that are sitting in those seats in congress exactly your local government is making decisions and yes. you that's that's the that, that's part of the foundation of your voice because you're installing people that have hopefully um a plan to execute laws and and 
and things of that nature that are in your best interest. These things impact your community and dollars coming back into your community to support the things that need to be supported in your community. So don't be ignorant. See, that's what happens in these elections is that they bank on you being ignorant and saying, well, I just, I won't come out and vote. And that's how they get people that are with their best interests and views and ideas in places of power. It and starts at the lowest level and moves up. That's vote right. And your primary elections. And then you have to remember too, there are things in there because I know when I'm reading my ballot, I'm like, what is this? What is this? I don't know what this means. And they do that for a reason. That's they how put they, they right. put they information. They put information in there so that you can't understand it, really. Because I'm like, I don't. Okay, do I vote for it or do I vote against it? There are people out there that know exactly what these things mean, and you all you have to do is open up your mouth and ask. You can actually research it too. You can say to Google, because let me tell you something: these computers ain't no joke. If you write in a sentence just the way you said it, what does yada, 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 yada mean in layman's terms? It will pull it up for you and give it to you in in in, in, in politics for dummies. And I'm just going to say it like that because we don't know everything. And so we need to because I I have been in a place where I'm like, uh-uh, hold on. What does this mean? I actually said, excuse me, can you please tell me what this means? And they said, okay, this is what it is. There, there are people there to help you. They are skilled in knowing exactly what these legislations mean. They're not for you to understand. <laughs> That's how they well, trick you. It's trickery. Well, it's not that it's not for you to understand, but they leave it. It's I'm just saying like, the way that they word it. It's, but it's almost like that. Don't ask, don't tell. So don't, yeah. don't be deceived by that you owe it to yourself to know what's going on. And even in some of these town hall meetings, that's how they begin to put some of these legislature legislatures on the floor to be a possibility of being voted on on a ballot. So you have different uh, code number, da-da-da-da-da. And it could be about, you know, littering on your block. And there could be a fine, you know what I mean? Like, well, wait a minute. I mean, not, I just use that as an example. Please don't take that and run with it because it's not always just that baseline, but you have to be careful. I mean, the same thing at Lake Merritt, how people were barbecuing by the lake. And then I'm, I'm sorry, a little off track here, but this is when Karen came and challenged them. Well, in that town hall, they had changed the law, allowing people to barbecue there um, who had been, they had been doing it for years. And then it became a thing uh, where it was no longer allowed. We'll see again. If you don't go to these town halls and see what's being discussed and what could potentially be on the floor to have a localized law change, you won't know these. And then that's how they get you. That's how they have right to call the police on you and say, look, there's a violation. People are here barbecuing and we passed a law saying that they could no longer do that. So you have to educate yourself on what is and isn't 
um, happening in your community, what laws are changing, what laws are being introduced, what things are putting in place to exclude you, to push you out. This is how gentrification starts. I'm just saying. Yes. Well, mm-mm-mm. research. <laughs> but listen, we're not going to leave you without a word of prayer. So, Lord, we thank you right now for allowing us to voice, Father, even though they may be our opinions, which are some facts. We ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name, that those that are listening, they go out and research. As you said, study to show yourself approved unto God, a workman needing not being ashamed, but rightly dividing the word of truth. Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you that you allow us to not be robots, that you allow us choice. And we thank you for that. And Lord, we ask you right now to give us a hedge of protection over everything that is going on. Lord, we ask you to continue to protect us, us, to heal, to comfort, to give us peace within ourselves, Father God, a peace of mind, Lord, in Jesus' name, with all the chaos going around. Lord, letting us know that you are here, ever-present, Father God, and have our backs. Lord, we just thank you, Lord. We ask you in Jesus' name that if those that don't know you, we ask you to pull on their heartstrings, Lord, letting them know that you died, Father, for them because you love them, Lord, that you, Father God, have been raised from the dead and are ever-present, Father God. Lord, and all they need to do is say, Lord, forgive me for my sins. Forgive me for my sins and I, my heart is open up to you and I want you to be Lord and master of my life. Lord, we just thank you right now for that, Father God. For those that have said yes to you, Father God, we thank you, Father. Lord, we ask you, Lord, in Jesus' name to continue to provide and continue to allow us to speak your truth, Lord, in Jesus' name. Lord, we thank you and we love you and we say amen. Amen. So, if you hear something strange... (gasps) See something odd. What? Always remember to say what you say. Until next time, we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye.